Welcome to The Drop-Off, a daily conversation between father and son about life, sports, and everything in between. We're going from home to school in about 15 minutes, and we're happy that you're here along for the ride. We're going to continue our Eastern Conference over-unders, and uh, what's the first team, Nathaniel? The first team that we're doing today is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a line of 26.5. Last year they won 22 games, and their expected win total was 16, so they really overperformed. Uh, that Their 22 wins would have um, translated to around 25. What do you think? Okay, uh, this one's hard. I don't think they'll be good, but I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually going to take the over. Um, there's been a lot of buzz. I heard someone was saying that Steph Curry really likes Darius Garland. And so, ah, he could take another, is this his third, maybe this is his third year. He could take a little mini leap. Um, I think they have way too many big man. I don't know why they drafted Evan Mobley and paid Jared Allen a hundred million dollars. But I think Allen's quality in the middle, um, Kevin Love. Maybe he gives them something. I don't know, um, but they have a lot of they have a couple intriguing young pieces. Whether that translates to wins or not is yet to be seen. But twenty six is pretty low, so I'm going to take the over. I think they'll be at least in the conversation for the play play in game for at least most of the season. I feel like this is like my um uh Detroit Pistons bet last year. They have a lot of decent players, so I thought they would go over, but that did not happen. So uh. 26, I don't think that's a, I think that's a little too high. I'm going to take the under on this one. I don't feel really good about it, but, I mean, I don't think Kevin Love's going to give you anything this year. And I I just don't think Chetty Osmond's going to do anything if he's still on their team. <laughs> or I don't think they're going to do anything this year. Next team. So, next team on the list is the... Detroit Pistons? Okay. Um, they have a line of 25.5. Last season, they won 20 games. Their expected win total was 24, so they re- underperformed on this one. And uh, they were expected to win. Or that would have translated to around 23 wins. What do you think? I'm going to hit the over. Based on the sound of it, I don't think there's going to be a lot of terrible, terrible teams in the East. I think there's going to be a lot of mediocre teams, and they'll be playing each other. You know, I think the East is really top-heavy, and then you got a second tier. But then in the third tier, you just got a, a bunch of different okay to semi, um, semi-good teams. And so I think that's where the Detroit Pistons fall. I love Cade. I think he's going to be a dynamic player. I don't think he's going to be necessarily a positive impact player, but they're a tough team. They got Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart. They got Jeremy Grant, who had at least a great start to the season. He tailed off a little bit at the end, but 26, is it? He's 25? 25.5 is not a high number, so I'm going to go over. I'm going over for both the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Detroit Pistons. I don't think they're going to win, you know, 40 games or anything like that, but I see both of them at least getting 26, 27 wins. Yeah, I'm not getting I'm not getting screwed by them this year. I'm gonna take the end on this one. Uh, I mean, they're, they're on paper they're a good team, but I don't think they really can win with this lineup. I mean, I don't think Cade's gonna be huge net positive, maybe even a net negative. But um, I don't. Sadiq Bay and Jeremy Grant's not gonna 
lead your team. And Killian Hayes, not really. <laughs> next team? Okay, so the next team on the list is the Indiana Pacers with a line of 42.5. Last season, they won 34 games, and their expected win total was 36. So they are projected to be around a 500 team. Actually, there would have been exactly 500 because they allowed 8,302 points, and they or they scored that many points and allowed 8,303. So, um, it was it, they were off by one, but um, there that would have translated to around 39 wins. What do you think? Wow, that is the definition of mediocrity, and that's what I think of when I think of the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I always think of they're not a terrible team. They, you know, they've never really bottomed out. Uh, their ownership, I think, doesn't want them to bottom out, but they've never been a great team. It's been a long time since they've been a great team. So I see them right in that middle, uh, better than the Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers, but definitely not in the elite tier yet. We got bad news of T.J. Warren. Uh, I think he's still dealing with foot problems, or uh, and so it's unclear about when he's going to come back. And I just don't think that their players that they have gives them a chance to compete at a really high level uh, game to game. And so I'm going to go with the under. They're not going to be terrible. I think they're going to be fighting for probably the upper half of the play-in. But I don't feel comfortable. They're going to need everything to break right, I think, to get above 43 wins. Okay. Um, I agree. Um, so apparently everyone's hitting the over. Because the over is at minus 130 right now. Um, so, I'm... Why do you think they're hitting the over? Uh, because I think most people probably think they'll have a better season than last year. Did they have really bad injuries last year? Uh, maybe TJ McConnell will take a big step. Oh, uh, I don't know, but um, I'm probably... Isn't Karis LeVert out also? He might come back though this season. I don't know. Is Karis LeVert injured? Uh, I don't know if he's injured, but um, he might be. But I'm gonna take the under two on this one. I just don't think that Miles Turner and Debontis Sabonis is gonna take you over the top. Okay, next team. Okay, so the next team on the list is the Miami Heat with a line of 48 games. Last year they won 40 games, and their expected win total was 36. So they overperformed by around four games. They That would have translated to around 46. But you also have to know that they didn't have Kyle Lowry or P.J. Tucker last year. What do you think? Okay, so... um. Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker, I think, are going to be a really good, are really good additions, because I think Kyle Lowry is going to like, he's going to be a leader on the team with Jimmy Butler, and I think this team's defense will be really good with, um, Jimmy Butler and, uh, Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry, and I'm going to take the over on this one because I really think that. They're going to work well together this year. I totally agree. Uh, a recipe for at least regular season success is an elite, elite defense and an 
at least league average offense, which I think is going to describe the Miami Heat. Uh, as long as their major players stay healthy for most of the season, I really expect Hero to finally build off of what he had in the bubble. He had a disappointing second season, uh, but another offseason, another more experience. I'm hoping that he has a better year than he did last year. You're bringing re-signed Duncan Robinson. You lost Kendrick Nunn, but you replaced him with Kyle Lowry. So that's a, I think that's a net net positive. Kyle Lowry seems pretty ageless. His game hasn't dropped off that much. Maybe he's not as good of a defender as he used to be, uh, but he doesn't have to be on this Miami Heat team when you're also surrounded by guys like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. So I expect big things from the Miami Heat. I think they are at least a 50-win team, and I think their defense is going to take them there. Okay, so should we go to the next team? Okay, so the next team on the list is the Milwaukee Bucks with a line of 54.5. Last season, they won 46 games, and their expected win total was 50, so they definitely underperformed. Their 46 games would have translated to around 52. What do you think? This, to me, is one of my best bets. I don't know why this number is so low. Uh, part of it might be that a lot of people think that they should have lost to Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they got lucky, and they faced a Phoenix Suns squad that was maybe a year, a couple years ahead of schedule. But, I mean, Giannis is, a, Giannis is a two-time MVP. And you're only giving him 55 wins. Obviously, you know, there's always going to be at least one, maybe even a couple teams who are going to have that many wins in each conference. And this team has won over 60 wins before. You know, there might be an idea that they're not going to take it as... Uh, seriously in the regular season because of their postseason success. But actually, I think it's a little bit different. I think they come back out with a vengeance, wanting to prove everybody that last season was not a fluke, that they deserve to win the championship, that they are clearly the best team in the East. And I think they'll be driven by that. Giannis, his personality is not someone to take games uh, or even the whole entire season off. So I'm hitting this over, and I'm pretty confident about it. Okay, I don't really know. Um, I might take the under on this one. I just don't really believe in the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the Nets are better than them. I think Philly can be better than them. I think the Celtics and the Hawks can be better than them. I think the Heat could be better than them. But I also think they could be better than all of them. So I don't really know. I'm I'm think I'm gonna take the under on this one, but it I have a, there's a really r wide range of where they could land in my mind. That's crazy. There's not a wide range. They're going to be the number one seed or they'll be the number two seed. I cannot believe you're on the record of saying that you can see how the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics should be better than the Bucks. There's no re They have not been better than the Bucks for the past four years, and there's no reason why that would change this season. That's a hot take right there, Nathaniel. We'll see who comes out on top by the end of the season. What's the next team? Okay, so the next team we got is the... New York Knicks, right? Okay, so the New York Knicks. I, I really don't know my conferences that well. But, okay, so the New York Knicks have a line of 42.5. Last season they won 41 games, and their expected win total was 42. So they slightly underperformed. Um, I I can't read what, a, what that would have. Okay, so I don't know what that would have translated to. What do you think? Hmm. Uh, okay, so you got a career year from Julius Randle. You added Kemba Walker, which 
honestly, at the state of his, his career right now, I don't know what that's getting you. If you get a healthy Kemba, big if, who you know gives you maybe 90% of peak Kemba, then I think you hit this over. But I'm just not sure if that's what you're going to get from Kemba. Uh, I, I do like the moves they made or in the offseason. Nothing splashy, uh, but brought back the core and didn't you know didn't ruin their cap sheet moving forward. I'll how I think they'll be in the mix, kind of in that four, five, six range. I think they can avoid, possibly avoid the play-in. I'll take the over. Okay, I who's their center? Mitchell Robinson. Okay, I like what they did. I like what they did in the off season. Um, I don't think their center position is as bad as the Hornets, but I don't think they have a really good center position. Um, I like their team, like, but I know. I think R.J. Barrett's going to take a big leap this year, and I think Evan Fournier is going to be good for them this year. Um, in half the season, he scored like 700 points for the Celtics. So he's a pretty good scorer, so I think that he'll be an impact for their team. And... I don't know, but I think I'm going to take the over on this team. Should we do the next team? Sure. Okay. So the next team on the list is the Orlando Magic or the OKC? Okay, Orlando. So with a line of 22.5. Last season they won 21 games, and their expected win total was 14. So they really overperformed. Uh uh, their 21 wins would have translated to around 24. What do you think? Under. Uh, Orlando definitely has a claim to be the worst team in the league. Uh, who Who is going to score on this team, right? They they traded Vucevic at the midseason. Obviously, they went young. Uh, Isaac is still out. Fultz is still out. Uh, they just handed the keys to a rookie point guard, Jalen Suggs, who I'm a big believer in and I, and I think has great things in his future, but he's not ready yet. He hasn't gotten the reps, and he's not the kind of guy who's going to step in day one and completely transform your team. I think he's a good player. I think in the right environment with pieces around him, he could be a great player. But right now, the Orlando Magic, I just I can't see them putting any points on the board. What do you think? I'm going the under, by the way, if that wasn't clear enough. Okay, I'm going to take the under on this one. I think... Like all the season they all the wins they got last year were from uh the beginning when they had like Vucevic and Fournier and all those players. But um in the end I think those losses at the end of the season counted for like two losses. It, like that's how bad they were in the end of the season. So I don't believe in them. I'm gonna take the under two. Right, and there's no incentive for them to win either. You know, they, I think they want another high draft pick. They definitely need to increase their talent pool. Now, Kevin O'Connor might have something to say about Mo Bamba, who might, for, in his mind might be worth 25 points all by himself. But as a UT grad, uh, we live in Austin. As a UT Austin grad, we're hoping for some success from Mo Bamba, but I don't think it's going to translate to uh, hitting the over. But we have arrived at school. Uh, thank you for joining us again on the drop-off, and tomorrow we're going to finish our Eastern Conference over-unders. All right, Nathaniel, have a great day at school, buddy. See you. Love you. Love you too.